welcome to our weekly podcast of Womankind Collective with me, Lou Hockings-Thompson and me, Jinty Sheeran. We will talk all things woman, so get the kettle on and settle in for a chat and probably a lot of laughter along the way. Our topic this week is life balance, building a life we don't need a holiday from. And we talk to Kelly Barnes, owner of a successful business, a wife and a mother who struggled to find this balance in her 40s and realising work had taken over her life and only able to switch off for a few days on holiday, she decided to do something about it. We hear her story and a very uplifting, positive one it is too, isn't it, Lou? It certainly is. In the book collective, we discuss the first seven chapters of How to Kill Your Family by Bella Mackey. This month's foodie collective theme is Stir It Up November. Stir it up, little darling. Stir it up. Yeah, that make sure that's the last time we sing together. And we have a traditional recipe for you, and also Lou cooked something up, some bits and bobs you found in your cupboard. I certainly did. And we have a new, we had a new, sorry, WI for both Lou and I, set last week by lovely Nikki, one of the collective, and she's going to be joining us later to tell us all more about it. Um, So how's your week been, Lou? Oh, you know, it's been okay, actually. Wheeling and dealing. Wheeling and dealing, dealing and wheeling. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's been all right. We've had the big firework display. Yes, you did well. I, I have did. to say, Lou didn't blow her own trumpet, but Lou arranged this fantastic with for the with Ireland lovely line, team with her lovely of, team of gals. Yes, all yes, all gals, all gals. The fundraising team for the RNLI, and you had thousands of people turn up, didn't you? About three and a half thousand. Wow. Yes, for the events team. So yes, it was all good. We had the crew there as well, so it was all good, all good. Um, the best thing was there was no lost children. No, there was no fights, and 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 nobody needed first aid. So I've got those three out of the way that I'm happy. Fantastic. <laughs> that, that, that's all good. Have you ever done been to the tar barrels in Ottery? We've oh, got down yes. here. Ottery is very close to us, isn't it? They do yes. tar barrels, which is a very old tradition, isn't it? It is. Um, which I've been to a few times. Yeah, you have. As oh, well. I have. Was well, it right of passage when you're a teenager? It from is. Devon, isn't it? You've got to go to the tar barrels, uh, uh, illegally drink and get oh. in everyone's way. Um, yeah, but that, that's dangerous, scary. isn't it? I know, I but, know. But, but you basically, know. basically, they pass for anyone who doesn't know. They pass barrels of tar that are lit and on fire, burning tar, burning. They carry them throughout the town, the, street. and the streets, of and pottery. it's from yeah. what I believe. It's like certain families. It's like it's like it's generational, you know, because you, you're I don't know, you're Rob's son, so. Yeah. You automatically you, you can get the uh, carry yeah. the barrel. That's how I believe it. A bit like taxi works. cabs. Oh, that thing, yeah. Well, apparently yeah. London cabs. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, okay. Tell me, tell me if any different. Um, or Venetian um, gondolas. gondolas. Are we just yes. talking shite? Yeah, I think Probably. we are. So making up, making it up off the top of my head. Oh, how was your week anyway, Jim? Yeah, no, my my week's been alright, Lou. I um. I, menopause fairy's been around this week. Oh, yeah. has she, yeah. the little minx. And along with my glasses and my keys, um, the that little minx has stolen my nouns. Oh, hmm. where, where, where has well, she put them? Well, I lost particular nouns this week. I okay. don't know where she's put them. Um, Millie asked me, I, I had to, she had to pick a key up from home and I wasn't home. And um, so I was trying to text her, tell her on the phone where the, you know, where the key was. 
I couldn't think of a name for dining table. Dining table, that noun completely went. So I was trying to describe, you know, the thing, you know what we, we have dinner on? And she went through, well, eventually we got to the word dining table. Uh, that was a bit like Annie's tin opener, wasn't it? The it, thing to it, open the tin. Completely. It steals all your nouns. Yeah. The, also, um, now I can't even think of the right word now. Anyway, Great British Bake Off, I can think of that one. Yeah. The, there's a programme with Joe Brand that she right. does the kind of follow-up to. I don't know what it's called because I can never remember. Well, but I can always remember the word that I, I call it small plate. And the kids all know it's a small plate, that programme, the small plate. <laughs> it's not called anything like this, a small slice or something. A slice, a little slice. I don't know. Well, I don't anyway, know. whatever that programme's called with Joe Brand, it's very, very good. But it's a small plate in your house. It's a small plate in our house and that's another noun gone. That I haven't found. I'm yet to find that bloody bloody fairy. Yeah, and um, just um, on a side note, I visited my mum yesterday, and I just thought um, how lovely some old people are. It was such. I had a very sweet moment with my mum and a lady called Mary, who's been there six weeks. My mum's been in hospital four weeks. Wow. Eighty nine and ninety three. They are, and they're so sweet together, and. Um, my mum wants to order this thing for Christmas that she's seen. And basically, it's something that reads out the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. Aww. And none of us, we could re remember the bit that, that goes, Twas the Night Before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even, even a, a mouse. mouse. And we couldn't remember anymore. No. So I found the poem. Oh, and it was lovely, Lou. I read out this whole poem. And they were like a couple of little toddlers Aww. listening and laughing. And there's a line in it, line in it that goes, um, he had a broad face and a round and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. Well, my mum and Mary, like they... a couple of little kids. Aww. They thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it's so sweet it is it? and it, do you know what that is going right back it's just the simple pleasures and rather than striving for we've got to have this you need that oh god we've got to buy this you've got to do that yeah the simplest things give yeah. us give the most joy completely yeah. yeah it was really really lovely and it makes you think doesn't it about yeah. enjoying the simple things yeah and the warm yeah. fuzzies yeah definitely definitely do i will so we've had some great comments again this week we haven't we we haven't yeah, we so i'll start with eleanor because she's been a busy girl catching up on the podcast. She has. So Eleanor commented on episode 11 with gorgeous Sophie Clear. Thoroughly enjoyed yet another fantastic podcast. Awesome content as always and loved convo with Sophie. Then Eleanor also sent us a message about last week's podcast with lovely Liz Eyre. Telling us that, about her husband Mike and young onset Alzheimer's. She says thank you Liz for sharing your story. I just want to give you and your daughters a big virtual hug. My dad suffered from this awful disease that just robs your life and those doing their best to care for them. Yeah, had a few messages mm. about It was that quite one, poignant, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Was quite an emotive um, episode. Sorry, I was putting my cup of tea down there <laughs> if I disappeared. Um, and Nikki said um, about um, the episode with Sophie, she said, finally caught up with this episode, another favourite for me, and what great results last Friday. Of course, she's talking about the par Parliament Square menopause rally there. Yeah, yeah that was, was very great. good. Yeah. Oh, we've also had a book recommendation from Ruby, a friend of my daughter's, Daisy, on Instagram called The Mercies by Corin Millwood Hargrave. 
She says it's a book about women during a painful time in history. Thank you, Ruby. We're going to put that on our list. I'm to look intrigued at. now. Yeah. Know which and it's lovely. Time. We've got a love young listener. It is. Yeah. Thank it you. Really is. Thank you, Ruby. Um, listener Ali told us that she loves listening to our podcast and has been listening pretty much since the beginning. Thank you, Ali. Oh. She says she got a little bit behind, but has caught up now and has all and has also suffered with hair loss. So she knows how upsetting it can be. She recommends having ferritin levels checked. So that's your iron, Lou. Mm -hmm. Anemia can really yeah. affect it. And your B12 levels checked. Um, but she say, also says, keep up the great work. Oh, Thanks, thank Ali. Yeah, thank you, Ali. Lovely Julie says, just listen to today's podcast. Just brilliant. I have worked with Liz at the cafe, but didn't know all of her story until now. This needs to be heard more wide widely. I'm going to point my daughter to this episode as she works for the Alzheimer's Society. Julie also goes on to say, I wish there were more podcasts like yours for each decade of life. I'm well into my 60s now, but there are continuing challenges that haven't been addressed or in the open and honest, the way that you both managed to facilitate. Well, if you've got any ideas, Julie, anything yes. that you need, it doesn't have to be just for our age. Anything that would it would kind of um, educate us, Lou, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, we like to be sort of. We've done all sorts, really, haven't we? Yeah. We've done uh, with Kerry with birthing yes. through yeah. an endometriosis when yeah. you're younger so we've done the younger so we perhaps we need to do some maybe older. we do so thank you julie yeah and the wonderful razia says um after listening i think this was on sophie's podcast just listen to last week's podcast when you get to the bit about menopause friendly snacks instead of crisps etc etc just as I finished a pack of crisps. <laughs> oh, you see, I found my love for cheese and onion crisps again the last few weeks. I know, and it was all salt and vinegar. So I'm I'm with Razia on that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Sorry. Once you start, once no, you start with your crisps. I know, I'm not saying no. they, are, they are rather lovely. Slippery. Yeah. Um, so Book Collective, Lou, how have you got on I've this week? Thoroughly enjoyed it. I haven't got to where I needed to. I think I got to page 75. I got to about the same. So we're, we're just missing that last few pages, aren't we? Yes. But, um, yes. Oh, it's just brilliant, isn't it? I love it. I absolutely love it. And I am, I'm in. I'm hooked. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. Um, yeah, she, so she's still, she's talking, like we said last time, she's talking from prison. So we know she's already in prison, don't yeah, we? And she's and writing she's it writing down. she's writing it down. So it's it's quite, I like the way she kind of goes from, so far, most of the chapters have started with her in prison. So you yes. hear a bit, a little bit more about her prison life, which is quite funny, the way she talks about the other prisoners. Yeah. And then she starts writing. And telling you and, the story. And telling you the story. And the characters of her family. Yes. Yeah. And, this and the backstory of her mum as well that was quite sad wasn't it it's got some really sad yeah parts in it hasn't it and it's you know quite quite poignant um there's a bit in it i think it's about page 24 where she's she's going she hasn't started yet on her little um killing spree yes her quest but she, her quest but she's got it all planned and she flies out i think it's marbella does she fly yes, to Luke? yeah marbs marbs yeah and she meets this flamboyant flamboyant man who chatted her up <laughs> on the plane but he offers her a car uh, to borrow, um, which is quite fortuitous, isn't it? It is. Um, and uh, so looking around at other people in this hotel that she's, she's got to, she says she purposely looks uh, looks and feels plain because she's trying to kind of become a little She wants little to, yeah, in, she wants invisible, to, yeah, she? an invisible yeah. woman. Yeah, but I quite like this, um, where is it, this um, paragraph where, where she says, um, so she's 
trying to feel plain, but she says, I'm wearing red lipstick, which I wear when I feel I need um, I need a shield. So I sometimes do that. I love it. I love a bright, a bright lipstick. lipstick. And it is kind of a bit of a barrier, mm. a bit of a shield um, of sorts. But apart from that, I look fairly plain. I have a somewhat beautiful face and I don't feel arrogant saying it. Women always backpedal when they slip up and admit that they think they're attractive. A lifetime of being told by men not to be up ourselves. Be as beautiful as possible, but make sure it's effortless and crucially, never acknowledge it. But the same men want you to be constantly up for sex, but never take charge of your enjoyment. <laughs> that was a particular <laughs> that, <laughs> that was a really good one that I had earmarked up. Yeah, yeah. it's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? So I'm, I'm looking forward to it because she's she's meeting the other members of the family now and things are afoot. She started her spree, hasn't she? She has. It's, um, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. But, um, Doesn't her father sound an absolute knobber? Yes. yes. Yeah, he really does. But we, we can see, you see in the pages of Hello Magazine, people exactly the same, yes. don't we? Yeah. Um, but we've got the page we've got to. I feel quite sorry for Andrew. Andrew is this chap, part of this family that she's going on this killing spree and we've met him and he actually seems quite a nice man, doesn't he? And Sorry, she actually he? says he's quite nice mm. and this is going to be a difficult one. So it'll be interesting to find out how. Bit boring conversations about frogs. Yeah. <laughs> frogs and how they can help in the marshland health in the yes. marshlands. But apart from that, he seems like a nice yes. fellow and Roger, man. Roger's a bit dull. Yeah. His mate Roger. Yeah, his yeah. mate Roger. Yeah. So we'll, we shall see. Where are we reading up to next? Um, I have no clues. Bit. Oh, chapter 11, page 193. <laughs> just, oh, you're the top of your you're head. You're my head. I suddenly look down amongst these vast notes that Jint gives me. <laughs> she's very good. And, and it was there, right in front of my eye. Yes, exactly. But we had a message from Alice, um, one of the collective, who says she's already read How to Kill Your Family. And she says it's a brilliant book. She loved it. And she hopes that Bella Mackey writes more fiction. Oh, yeah, we're up for more, we're definitely up for more and also we had a nice message from claire who has just finished our last book unbound by tarana burke thank you claire who said she enjoyed it and she really enjoyed reading it and it was very compelling it was wasn't it oh, it was it, it was educational it, it, yeah definitely but as we mentioned put it put it on your christmas yeah. list but lou i wanted to talk to you again i mentioned my mum in hospital and enjoying the twas the night before christmas mm. but she's managed in hospital to catch up on some of the podcasts which she's really oh. enjoying um when her kindle works and she remembers to plug it in um but so she's catching up so i gave her the um, marvelous ways book to read did you i bet she loved it didn't she lou she absolutely adores it she she loves it so much she actually said she said sarah winman could be writing about anything at all and i wouldn't mind because the way she writes is just beautiful and it's an absolute pleasure to read well see sarah winman has done a couple other books and i've just finished one of her oh yes so i've got two just two. finished one of her oh <laughs> I have to, that's just I found another book to, for your mum to, to borrow that I've got here oh, thank you. but if she does like Sarah Women, I've got her latest it's a hardback it's quite a big juicy one but it's mm. beautiful so I think she'll like that fantastic it's about a it's called it's the, there's a bird on the front it's blue it looks like a uh, uh, or is it a parrot have you lost your nouns like me yeah you've lost your nouns yeah you've lost the name of a book that bloody menopause fairy's taking them again <laughs> 
Oh, well, thanks, Lou. So I will um, I'll give that to mum and hopefully she'll get her eyes tested yes. soon. The moment she's got her glasses and a magnifying glass. Oh, love because her. Because she's in hospital, she can't get her eyes tested. So. Uh, let me go and find that book. With a bird on it. One second. Oh, here she comes. Here she comes. I'm back. I'm back. I've just had to run next door. I'm so sorry, collective. It's a the new Sarah Winman. It's called Still Life, and it's a parrot, not a blue tit. Okay, but it and is a bird. A blue it is bird. a bird, and it's set in 1940. It starts in 1944 in Florence. Oh, mum, I love that. It's about a British soldier, but the oh, I just again, it's her words and her prose, and it's just beautiful. Um, thank you, Lou. My mum so will love that one. I'm going to give that one yes, thank you for Jenny much. to read. Going in my and maybe bag. Mary can have a look at it too. Maybe Mary might like it as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Shall we move on to the foodie? Now Lou? I'm back and that puff now. Yes, I should, do you want me to talk to no, begin with? Yeah, you crack on. I'll just, yes. So we're beginning our Stir It Up November with family traditions and using up what we've got in the cupboards. Um, so I, this week, um, I went for a family tradition um, Yorkshire pudding, Lou. Oh, what is it? And you've gone for a using it up kind of stir it up, have. haven't you? Um, so my Yorkshire pudding, when I was about six, um, my mum my said I didn't talk till I was two because I had older brothers and sisters. They talked for me. Mm -hmm. And then she said once I hit two, I didn't stop talking. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> I am. I don't know words are necessary. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. But um, so she used to just literally tell me to shut up sometimes because she couldn't think. Mm. Um, so I used to like helping her with the roast dinner. I don't know whether I helped her much, but um, I thought I was given this, you know, great sort of traditional thing to do. But actually it was to just, you know, give her some flour and some eggs and just shut her up. So basically I was given the Yorkshire pudding job. Oh, so I, I do make quite good batter now, whether it's for Yorkshire puddings or for... Pancakes? Pancakes, toad in the hole. I do mean batter. I really oh. do. Unfortunately, it's got milk and eggs in it, which I can't have anymore. So I do, do I have worked out a vegan version. But this isn't a vegan version, but it is a vegetarian version. It, it is dairy-free. So this one, um, uh, my secret, we all know it's made of flour, milk, a uh, bit of oil, you know, mm -hmm. you put the oil in, a, bit of, a pinch of salt and eggs. The secret we had as a family tradition, I had an Aunt May who had a farm. When I say a farm, it wasn't a posh farm. She had her chickens, again, when I say free range and organic, new, they wandered around the kitchen. There was, ki <laughs> there was chicken poo everywhere. Oh, you would, nice. You'd be sat, they'd be sat having their cup of tea and the chickens would be just walking and pooing and laying eggs on the table. <laughs> Up until I was in my teens and had to buy my own eggs, I thought eggs just naturally came with chicken poo and feathers all over <laughs> them. Um, so the, the key was for ours was these really yellow, maize-fed, organic eggs, mm -hmm. which were gorgeous. And mum only used, if we could afford it, we had enough eggs, used the yolk of the eggs. Okay, so yeah. not the white. Not the white. And loads so we'd have in this, so here we've got 125 grams of plain flour, um, a teaspoon of, half a teaspoon of milk, uh, salt, sorry, um, 150 um, mils, I've put oat milk, but you could use, you know, dairy milk, mm -hmm. and four eggs with that. So you can, wow. use, you can use whole, you can use them all, yeah. or you can just use the ogs, ogs. Um, but you can use 
four eggs and oh. honestly the different the more eggs you use it they really? are really yeah oh, they that's are amazing a, that's a good one good to... tip so try it next time you're doing your yeah really good tip so what did you make lou well i yesterday again it was a roast we did a roasty because it was sunday and we always record on a monday yes. usually unless one of us is away so i made i was given four gorgeous cooking apples Yum. I know. And they'd been sat there for a few days and I'd done bugger all with them. So I thought I need to before they start, you know, yeah. browning. Yeah, yes. So I made a crumble, which I haven't made a crumble for many a month, probably spring. I yeah. don't usually tend to do many puddings in the summer. In the summer, I know. It's more of an autumn-y, wintry yeah, pudding, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I did um, an apple crumble and with plain flour and sugar and butter so you you your butter and your flour yeah crumbs you know it's made into sand, sand. And you could use you could veganize that yes you could vegan yeah which i didn't think about but i'd use gluten-free flour if you, you wanted could. to you certainly could yeah i was running short on the old plain flour instead of eight ounces I only had seven which i thought well it's not going to make a lot of difference so I had some nutty granola left, mm. the bottom bit. You know the bottom bits in a packet that are just like crumbs. Yeah, sawdusty crumbs. Mm, yeah. So I threw a load of those in. Off oh, piste. Off piste. You know me. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so once I'd uh, sweated down, boiled down, sweated down. What's Stewed. It? Stewed. Thank you. That's the word. With the the apples, um, with a bit of sugar, a bit of brown sugar because nice. I like that. It tastes more treacly with brown it's sugar. Almost like caramel, it? isn't it? Yes. Mm. And then put all that on the top, and it was lovely and crunchy, an extra crunch with the uh, old the granola, grutty, using up what you grutty sawdust, grutty. Sawdust. <laughs> that sounds nice. Nutty sawdusty granola dregs. Liz started her own business. Grutty sawdust <laughs> on the so, crumble. So yes, they just chuck it in, as what I say. But it was really nice. You can't go wrong with a crumble, can you? No. And what's your preference with a crumble? Bit of cream, bit of ice cream. So we had ice cream last night. Only but. I actually did fancy a bit of custard. I love a bit of custard. But um custard as we call custard, it now. Custard. Yes. But to be fair, I couldn't be asked to get up again and put the pan on and warm Wash up the custard. Up. Yeah, so I just literally got some ice cream out. Yeah. So it was but I do like the hot and the cold. Me, yeah, that it is melts, nice. Yeah. Melts in. That mm. reminds me of school dinners, a bit of ice cream on your yes. apple crumble. Comfort, isn't it? It comfort is comfort food. And actually, it's a very, it's quite a good menopausal vata food, apple it? crumble. Yeah, because apple crumble is quite, it's a warming um, food they, they, in vata, in this, um, in Ayurveda, in menopause. I'm, I am vata. You're vata anyway. Oh. And they say we move towards vata in menopause, in Ayurveda anyway. And you should eat your fruit quite uh, as much as you can warm. Oh. So any stewed fruit is good. Um you know, and a little bit of sugars, okay. I dip it quite a lot in, cause it, but I love that caramelly, like yeah. I say, treacly look. Yeah. But just to let you know, I did eat quite a lot because I didn't sleep well last night because I had a huge food baby. You know, crumble baby. I had a crumble baby. A just crumble under, belly. Uh, yes, just underneath my ribs. <laughs> Oh, you but it was worth me. it, Lou. You know it? me, I can't just go for one small no. slice. No, 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 no. No, because you can't slice a crumble. It sort of oozes, doesn't yeah. it? So then you go and grab another spoonful and plop oh, it on. I'm salivating now. Mm. She didn't save me any, Lou. There is that some downstairs, <laughs> but it's got butter. It's got butter in it. I can't have it. Steve, Steve will love to have that bit. Or Luke, you might have it for lunch. I might have it for lunch. Yeah. Um, but we've had some um, interesting um, sort of comments from people about their. Uh, 
traditions, haven't, haven't yes, we? Yes, really? we have. Um, um, so Claire, one of the collective, she told us that her family has some traditions. They always have scones at Easter. Scones or scones? Well, I call them scones. Are you a scones? I'm a scone. Ah, there we are. It's yeah, so, like a so scallop. It's a scallop or a scallop. What are you? I'm a scallop. Uh, scallop and scones. I think scallop is the correct way. Yeah, but I think sco scones is a scones. Scones. Um, you see, you think scones sounds posh. I think scones sounds scones. posh. Scones. Not that there's anything wrong with being posh, but scones and scallops. We're both scallops getting, and we're scones. We're both getting maids, but we say scones wrong. We say scones differently, don't we? Scones. I say scones. Scones. <laughs> Anyway, she has scones or scones at no Easter. Scallops. <laughs> no scallops. Um, and she also has home-cooked ham and eggs on Christmas Eve. Oh, do you know, because I don't eat ham anymore, but I loved a ham and eggs, ham, mm. egg and chips. Mm. That used to be a comfort food for me, but I haven't that had it very for nice. Us. And actually... If uh, we'd love to hear your sort of Christmas food traditions, anything that you yes, have that's not not really traditional but is traditional in your family, yeah, it would be great, wouldn't it? it towards really the end of would. the month, so yeah, let, let's do that. Um, so shall we get our guest on now? Oh, Lou? let's. On this podcast, we love to meet inspirational women, and co-owner of Crispy's Fish and Chip Shops is truly a breath of positivity. Kelly Barnes, otherwise known as Mrs. Crispy, is the award-winning owner of Crispy's and her, with her husband, Tim. In 2019, they won the National Chip Shop Awards, naming them the best chippy in the UK. Woo! That's a, hell of, that's a <laughs> hell of a thing. And there are an estimated 10,500 fish and chip shops in the UK selling 382 million meals every year. As a woman to work and succeed in this type of industry whilst raising a family, you have to be quite extraordinary. And we have got extraordinary Kelly here with us. Welcome, Kelly. Hello. How are you both? Oh, we're good. Excited to talk to you, Kelly. I'm always excited to talk to you. <laughs> yes. Thanks for coming on, Kelly. It's good to speak to you. Oh, thank, thank you, you, Kelly. So Ginty and I know and absolutely love a Krispies chip. I mean, I mean you know, oh, we, we actually do. don't say we're going to get fish and chips. We say we're going to Krispies. It's just yes. the name now. So, but we actually love to hear a woman's story. Can you tell us how you got into this industry? Uh, yes. So I started uh, when I was 17. So Tim and I met really early on. And we decided that uh, we were, well, we both ended up, first of all, I worked in a fish and chip shop in Exeter. And I sort of, we took the turnover from doing 2,000 a week to 6,000 a week. And we wow. kind of felt mm. we got some sort of like a bit of a special formula, really, that just seemed to work. Um, so we bought a fish and chip shop in Dawlish, which was an absolute disaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we tried everything to make it work. It wasn't the right position. The previous owners owned the building, so we were paying out rent, which they weren't. And it was probably one of... Uh, the earliest learning curves in our business that that we we had really mm -hmm. um so we sold that place and found crispies uh which when we bought it um back in 2000 um it was uh, a great shop uh but and it, it battered chips were already established in exmouth but it was a um it was a pink palace it was pink and maroon with the old canopies on the front and 
it, it was great, but it was it was a shop that needed a lot of work. And Tim and I was, had a vision. Was it was it called Crispy? I can't remember. Was it called Crispy's or did you know, did you change it to Crispy's, Kelly? It was Crispy's Pizza Pan. That's oh, right. So yeah, That's it had the little right. yellow and red shop on the side. Yeah. And, and can I just explain to any listeners that aren't from Exmouth that um, the you you are known for the battered chip, aren't you? And and because other people might not, they're, they're, you don't get them in many places, do you? No, we the people we bought the business from were from the Black Country, which is in Birmingham in in England. And ah, what, okay. What, yeah, so that's where it originated from. But what we did with it is branded it. Um, I mean, you know, we were literally sort of 17 and 19 years old when we came here. And, and we branded branded the business. And we had this vision in our heads, even at a young age, of the blue and white, which is where the blue comes from in our logo. And we just kind of ran with it. And it's funny because the word entrepreneur gets branded around now. And I just laugh because I'm like, I'm so not. I'm, I'm a girl from up north <laughs> who, just, who just fries fish and chips for a living. <laughs> like you said you know right at the start being a woman in this industry is hard it's a very male dominated industry um and I'd like to think that you know sort of seeing people win fish and chip shop of the year who are women it just helps to broaden that and really sort of diversify the industry quite a lot yeah yeah Yeah. because you've had you I mean you were bringing up a family at the same time as doing all this Kelly as well weren't you I was and I I suppose we'll probably touch on it a bit later um, but I had I suppose I've had quite a lot of regrets over the years um I didn't teach my daughter to ride a bike I didn't teach her how to swim my mother-in-law did all of that um but I can now offer my daughter a life that I didn't necessarily have when I was growing up and you know don't get me wrong it's not Charlie in the chocolate factory my parents weren't sharing a bed with my grandparents Um, but my parents always worked extremely hard to give myself and my sister what we wanted um so I knew I I mean I started work when I was 13 I had a job um cleaning barges in the morning and then I go and do a paper round in the afternoon um so I was I was always driven to to work I've always been a worker my parents were workers so for me you know it was just about making sure that it, it it when I'm in that industry i'm working and pushing the business forward yeah and did that drive sort of help you with your confidence when it came to kind of being a male dominated um business did did the confidence and drive kind of get you over there was there ever a point that you just thought oh i I don't know i'm going to back off and leave this bit to tim or were you just no this is this is (laughs) i've got to do this (laughs) um no I think one of the I've had an incident where a rep came in and asked to speak to the man of the business (gasps) um really I polite yeah (laughs) I politely told him where to go um (laughs) (laughs) because I I you know Tim we're very much a team we balance each other out hugely um and I think I carry that down into my team as well uh, which I think is so important. Uh, you know, I, I was reading your nine to five uh, blog, Lou, and, and oh, I just think, thank you. you know, m- me pushing the the equality in my business is so huge to me. You know, I employ people regardless of, of what sex they are or, or gender. I employ people for their personality. Um, yeah. I can teach the skill. And for me, that's huge. So, yeah, it has been really hard. Um, but I have found that it is an industry where, Although it ha- it is male dominated, 
there is there always seems to be a female character in the background somewhere whether it was a mother because it was a family-run business um yeah yeah so for me and obviously my daughter's now part of it at the moment before she goes off to uni and she's very good at it too (laughs) that's amazing so it'd be you've actually at the moment you've been on a bit of a road to positivity with a life coach haven't you so how has this changed your work ethos and can you tell us why and what why you went on this journey and also how you are now incorporating what you've learned into your life that's a lot of ask Kelly I know yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay um so I'll start off with why um so uh, really again it started because one of my team members was having issues um and uh, I was actually asked to speak on a, a well-being podcast uh, to do with mental health in the workplace um never came to fruition in the end just with COVID and everything else mm. um but in that one of the ladies is called Elaine Bartho and uh I thought oh, okay maybe I'll give her a call she might be able to sort of give me some tips and maybe I'll get her in to help with my staff's well-being <laughs> not really looking at myself <laughs> uh, yeah That's, that sounds familiar <laughs> um and I I thought to myself well maybe you know I sort of chatted with her and she's don't be silly I'm not American I don't need life coaching well for goodness sake <laughs> so American people do they have all that fancy stuff and in the end I sort of thought oh, okay well maybe I'll give it a shot and and I've been I decided that I was going to embrace it I'm a bit like that as Lou will know if I'm going to do something <laughs> I do it with with all my gusto um otherwise I'll if I can't give it 100% I will always back away from it um and I decided to go on this journey because I felt that I, I just wasn't I turned 40 and I know that everyone says oh 40 is young and, and I do believe it is young I think any age you are you know you can do what you want within your life at whatever age but I just felt I'd reached a point where I couldn't balance work and home very well and I actually had a bit of a eureka moment whilst I was talking to her and I said to her um I'm really good at uh, uh separating my work and home life and in my head I had another voice going well you're talking onto bullshit um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it was like oh it's me that needs the help not them <laughs> well, so, was that sort of light bulb moment a bit of you realizing that you were how much in denial you were oh hugely absolutely yeah. I I I every ounce of my being was in the shop um, and I could never switch off as much as I was kidding myself that I was. Um, yeah. I told my girls, because they both worked for me at the time, you know, I said to my girls, don't, if I'm at home in the evening, don't come home and talk about it. And they'd sort of, I could just tell by their body language. So, but then I'd sort of be on them, you know, sort of clawing away. I need, to give me the information because I'm, I'm shut off from it. So I need it from yes. you. Um, and yeah. in actual fact, it damaging it was damaging to me my mental health um it was damaging to my relationship with Tim um and I think even my relationship with my children as well it's all I ever talked about um and I realized that actually Krispies isn't the be all and end all of who I am um I am actually yes I'm Mrs Crispy but I can wear a lot of different hats yeah um, my fun my fundraiser hat my wife hat mm. my mum hat and it's learning to balance those Uh, more equally which is why I sort of went on that journey Um, yes and do you think that balance is sort of being in those you know if you're wearing that hat you want to actually properly wear it not wear it with a mind on the shop 
constantly. It's kind of, I suppose, a bit like present moment, isn't it? And this sort of thing. Um, is, is that sort of where, how did the life coaching then sort of change? How did it manage to change that ethos? And so that when you were wearing a hat, you were actually properly in it. Um, I think a lot of it is imposter syndrome. I <laughs> yes. suffered hugely with that. Um, I didn't believe that, you know, we joked, I joked at the start about being the girl from up north. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I have no GCSEs. I failed my GCSEs miserably. I had no clue of who I was and where I was going. Um, I had all ideas of being a tour rep in Ibiza when I was 16. And then I met the love of my life and <laughs> was like, oh, I'll drop that and I'll go with him. He's more interesting. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, it sort of translated into the fact that when I'm when I was at work, what really it brought out of me is that when I was at work, I didn't really believe in what I was doing because I didn't believe my own voice. Mm. And it taught me to believe that actually what when I talk, people do listen and do take on what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So then that sort of when I I believe more in myself in my workplace. So when I'm sat behind, because I felt a bit of a fraud. So, you know, if I'm sat in an office nine to five, Monday to Friday, that that's not work to me because well it wasn't it is now but it wasn't work because how could I possibly you know I should be on the I'm at the coal face that's what my job is I'm not yeah. physically working so I think what actually was having a more of a detrimental effect on the business in terms of the staffing because they they felt they couldn't be trusted it's because yeah. I was always there breathing down the necks yeah because so. you couldn't take that step back yes yeah and and one of the things that we sort of figured we did I did quite a few tasks with my life coaching one of them was a realization technique um where I envisaged myself uh well she actually said envisage a woman in the future and, and who she is and who she wants to be and actually she said that's you and I envisaged a woman in green uh and a woman who was relaxed and happy uh and what I what I learned in my last session uh, one of my goals in life was to have a villa in Cyprus by the time I was 16 um I just felt that that was my goal and actually what I realized because I've just literally come back from Cyprus was Cyprus isn't the place I needed to be I just needed to be like you've just said in the present and enjoying yeah. what's around me I, yeah. I think what I realized when I was on holiday in Cyprus is that that vision that I had of me being there is because I always associated that with a complete break away from the shop but now I've learned to have that break away from the shop at home. I can be at home. I can be in my mum and dad's house or I can be on yeah. holiday. And that's the, that's it. I've learned to, I've learned to put things in boxes and be in the present when I need to with different hats. Yeah, that, that, huge, that is it? brilliant. That is huge. If we can learn that um, early on in life, and I think it is early to learn it now at your age before retirement, anything like that, I think is, is, you know, is absolutely brilliant. I always think it, it's, it's creating a life that you don't need a holiday from. Do you yes. know what I mean? Because I think I hear it so many times, and you, you probably do, Lou, as well. When I was hairdressing and saw a lot of people um, every day, and I know we get this reputation that, oh, where are you going on holiday this year? But people did like to tell you about their holidays. But it was always, I need this holiday. I've got to get away. I've got to, you know, but, and holidays are great. But you've, you've created a life now by doing this, with the life coach you've created a life that you holidays are pleasant they're lovely but you don't need a holiday from your life do you no absolutely and that is how I feel I 
I, I really feel like I've mastered this work-life balance. And I used to go away on holiday and feel so much pressure. And it would yeah. take me, you know, five days to unwind. And then, you know, you'd sort of had a bit in the middle that was amazing. And then a couple of days to get back into it. And I didn't think about the shop. I did, obviously. There was little bits and pieces that cropped up on emails. But I left my work phone at home. I removed my work emails from my phone. And I really learned how to, to draw that line. And this was family time. Yeah, because also I, there is, um, I can't remember what it's called, but there is this um, thing that when people get back from a holiday, they have this deep dive into depression sometimes because everything has been built on this. When I go on holiday, when I go on holiday, then they come back and they've got to get back into work. Nothing's changed. <laughs> no, the absolutely. They've had a holiday <laughs> and they've probably got to wait another 12 months. So, uh, yeah, that's that's um, that's a that's a brilliant. That's a brilliant thing if you've, yeah, you know, not not many people find that in in their lifetime do they no and I think I, I I think one of the things I've sort of learned and you know being around people like Lou really it sort of she makes you, you think about yourself in a different way the pod your podcast you know the Womankind Collective podcast is fantastic you look at things in a different way so it's really sort of made me open my eyes to things and sort of think actually do you know what I, I can have this confidence as a woman and I can look at different things differently. I don't have to be sort of bogged down by, you know, the box that I put myself into as a, as a teenager. I can yeah, be a yeah. strong, confident woman without, you know, the sort of, the sort of cheesiness that goes with that, which came from yes. years ago, you know, but and saying those words out loud is actually something to be proud of. Oh, imme immensely proud. I mean, you, you know, I, I, you're just such a woman, Kelly. Anyway, I think you're, you're just a machine. You're just, you are such a strong woman. And I think I know I've talked to you about the, your life coaching and, and it's really been such a positive for you, hasn't it? It really has given you so many tools. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think what I found is using those tools in everyday life has been really helpful and really quite exciting. Um, yeah. And to come, like I said, to come back from holiday and feel, you know, I sort of walk back into work today with a, I'm really looking, I'm, I'm really excited to be back at work, you know, suck it to me, give me all the stuff that's happened and I'll deal with it. And I've made myself a list. I never used to make lists. I used to <laughs> never, I was, I'd make lists and then I'd, I've got about 50 notebooks because I love a notebook, but then I'd be like, oh, that's a shiny new one. I'll pick that up. And <laughs> <laughs> But I make a list and if I, I, you know, highlight what's important and if it doesn't get done today, it can get done tomorrow. Yeah. Do yeah. you journal right as well? Do you, do you do a journal, Kelly? Yes, as and when I need to. So that was something I sort of, I found, I, I didn't realise I needed to do. Okay. Um, and I do really enjoy doing it. I don't do it every day. Um, I just do it as and when I feel I've got thoughts in my head that I need to get out and it can just really be based on, you know, sort of how I'm feeling at the time, really. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, we could do I, a whole other podcast on um, stationery, couldn't we? Notebooks, <laughs> pens, <laughs> journals. <laughs> I love it. So are you in perimenopause? Yes, I am. Um, that was, uh, so my mother and my auntie went through the menopause at 42 and 44. Um, and my mother was very lucky. She didn't have any symptoms whatsoever um she 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 came out the other side and went oh that oh happened. it's done <laughs> um whereas my auntie was just I think six years of symptoms she had she was really really bad but um yeah I've had night sweats headaches uh bloating memory fog 
yeah. and, and at first I was a bit like oh this is a bit weird what, what's going on and then yeah went and sought help for it and yes that is yes I am well, I'm it's, it's good that you recognize those um yeah. you know that those symptoms were perimenopause because uh, for most of us we've gone <laughs> we've gone a few years before we've actually joined the dots haven't we Lou oh absolutely yeah <laughs> probably about 10 of them in my case so did, yeah. did you have anxiety at all Kelly did did you have that as well did you have sort of heightened anxiety um do you know what's really funny is <laughs> it's not funny but I suppose I always thought anxiety was a bit of a made-up word in terms Me of too. recently. To Me like, too, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you know, because I've always been, I just get on with it, you know. That, my parents are of that generation, you know, we, we yeah. just get on with it. And uh, I, I had, um, I've uh, adopted pretty much uh, my daughter's best friend and she went through a huge, huge time with mental health. And seeing her anxiety, I was like, Oh, that's what those feelings are. That's mm. why I feel like that. You know, not associated yeah. with her, but myself. And yeah. that that funny feeling in my stomach when I get nervous. Yeah. And yeah, I did, just never knew what it was and never knew why I had it. I and mean, I think I was really lucky in terms of noticing it early because of my mum and my auntie going through it, through their menopause mm. really early. Yeah. It really helps once you've joined, joined the dots and you can actually go and seek help and, find, and, and do something about it. But I think for, for anyone listening that doesn't understand anxiety, it can be a very physical thing. So sometimes you, you just think it's a little bit of worry, don't you? And I'm not that sort of person that worries. But, but, but sometimes the anxiety is a very, as you said, it's a very physical thing that you feel in your stomach. And, and then to the point that you find it difficult to breathe, you know, so it's not just... I'm a bit anxious. It's a whole yeah. thing that goes along with it, Kelly, isn't it? Hugely. And, and you know, looking back, um, I think my mum probably, I say my mum sailed through, but looking back, I think my mum probably had a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry because uh, yeah. she used to take calms tablets all the time. Yeah. So, oh, well, that um, tells the tale, doesn't it? In yeah, itself. absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. she may not have had a lot of physical, you know, in terms of, you know, you know the memory and all of those sorts of things. Um, but I do think that the anxiety for her was always there. And I, so I've always kind of tried to look on, you know, this is, we're all right. I'm fine. I can get, I'm, you know, I'm fine. That's that. I think, mm. you know, all women have mm. that in their built into their DNA, but yeah, I mean, that's how I always was, but yeah, definitely, definitely the anxiety is always there. Yeah. Uh, I think you talked about imposter syndrome as well earlier on, and that can go along with the anxiety. Once you start feeling a little bit of doubt, a little bit of creeps into your confidence within yourself, and that can cause a bit of um, imposter syndrome as well. Um, <clears throat> and imposter syndrome is awful. I think most women, no matter what job you're in, no matter what you've done, I think we've all been through a bit of that. Haven't we? I know probably the three of us have. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, Absolutely. And just, just because of what's been happening this last week, the MP Caroline Harris that got through the, um, the, menop the support and services menopause bill, um, she's had huge amounts of imposter syndrome coming from a, you know, a, a working class family. She was a barmaid or she worked in a bar, um, you know, worked evenings and went to uh, university at 34 and is now an MP. So when she stands up in front of all these people, she 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 struggles with imposter. 
Oh, what was what is it called? Impossibility. Impossibility, Impossibility <laughs> brain fog. Oh God, the brain fog's going. Um, but I think sharing and, and being honest, and as Lou and I always say, being honest about your vulnerability and being open about the fact that we do have sometimes imposter syndrome massively helps others, doesn't it? Say, okay, okay, that I have that. It's all, it's all right. Yeah, yes. absolutely, hugely. And I think that sharing that with other people has been really what's helped being able to openly yeah. talk about it and not feel ashamed that that's how I'm feeling yeah yeah and that's being vulnerable isn't it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah it is because I think we we look on Instagram we look on the and media and we think oh she's got it together they've got it together you know but they they haven't always and being open and honest about it um is 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 the only way I think the only way forward yeah, I'm a great believer in that. And I try, I mean, I've got 50 employees and I really try to encourage them to talk. And, you know, I, I'm actually um, about to sign up to a counselling course for my, uh, to, so I can become a trained counsellor in the future. If nothing else, it'll give me a skill in my pocket to be proud of. So what very much so. Course. And have you got, amongst your 50 um, people that work for you, Kelly, have you got any other women that are menopausal or peri of many many perimors <laughs> perimenopausal age um no i've got more i've got uh two or three maybe that are men that are going to yeah definitely going through the menopause um mm. one of them is my manager's wife and she i actually i actually pointed her in the direction of your podcast oh um, oh thank you um, very much because she she was just well rob as rob said she's oh she's a bit angry i mean he's 52 so he was <laughs> when he's old school he said oh she she kept getting angry at me and i don't know why <laughs> oh, oh, that's great that you can share that though isn't it and and you know bring that awareness to even all the younger people there if you maybe you know talk openly about your symptoms some of your symptoms and the way you're feeling and the way they're feeling it's it's fantastic for everybody isn't it no matter what gender or age yeah absolutely, and I, absolutely. I, I don't i don't think five years ago we'd be even be having this conversation do you no no absolutely no, I not i mean it was just too it was too under that you know too under the carpet wasn't it i mean you yeah. you would never discuss the menopause or anything to go with it or it was just something that women had and and was you know ignored by everybody because you know it's just the ch yeah. it's just a change and you didn't you didn't want to admit i think for women in in business particularly or or in high higher positions didn't want to admit it because they 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 the worry of what people would think they think they, they couldn't cope or that they you know weakness. were past it or yeah. it was a weakness yeah mm. completely whereas whereas now it, it's getting to actually it can be quite a strength it's a very liberating yes. time in our lives and i think as, as long as we keep as we said before talking about it and um seeing you know getting to the other side promoting what we can do about it in a positive way um it's, it can only be a good thing can't it absolutely i think it's liberating isn't it the fact that you know we're in this age now where we yeah. can shout about it and and not in a you know in a in a really positive way not in you know people yeah. looking at us as if to say oh it's those women again doing that thing it's yeah. it's actually a you know it's women together raising awareness yeah. for something that happens to everybody and has and will do for future generations you know to come yeah. Exactly. And our daughters, it's for our yes. daughters, isn't it? That, that's Absolutely. what I, you know, what I'm looking at. I think it's uh, yeah, 
51% of the of the population, if we're lucky enough to live um, to that age, that, you know, 40s and 50s, are going to go through it. So, and it seems to be our generation, hopefully, that are making that change, which we've got to be, can only be proud of. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so we love our guests to give the collective three tips. So can you give us, Kelly, three tips to achieve a positive balance in business and work and maintain your family and life as well? keeping it all, all together yes That's so a big um, ask as well <laughs> it is i know <laughs> uh so my first one is never be afraid to put yourself before others um mm. and that is something that i've only learned recently but i think it's a huge a huge thing to sort of yeah. you know undertake uh my yeah. second is to listen to other people um because you might learn from them and, and it might end up making you a better person as well yeah. Um, and my third one is let someone else do the cooking and don't feel guilty for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love them all. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. Really, really good. Oh, Kelly, it has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank Kelly, thank you so much. It's been um, uh, absolutely marvelous to talk to you. I think that will that will really help a lot of our a lot a lot of our listeners. A lot to take in there, Lou, isn't there? There is. There's a lot of info. So thanks, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. See Bye. you soon. See you in Krispies. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. That was brilliant, it was wasn't it? So good. I love her. So we have we learn here that menopause can be a wonderful time to pause and reevaluate. And you and I have both done this, haven't we? Jess? We have. Yeah, we have. Without even realizing what we were doing, we have both made quite big changes in our lives to make room for making a life that we don't need a holiday from. Yeah, we have. So I decided to change my career a few years ago, um, and I I'd already started teaching a little bit of yoga with my brother, as we spoke about a few episodes ago. Um, but then we decided. And I knocked down my garage and we built a yoga shala. Not me personally. You would have. I've seen Lou with a hammer knocking out a fireplace. Anyway, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a separate story. Um, <laughs> so that I could devote more time to, to teaching yoga. So I gave up one career and, and started that. But Lou, you, we, we touched on it a few episodes ago, didn't we? Actually, when we came back, it was in between series one and series two. You made quite a, a huge decision in your career didn't you um how is that kind of working out so much better so instead of doing five days yeah. um i've gone down to three days i've actually gone back to what i was doing before because i was teaching i was teaching hairdressing and i felt very undervalued underwhelmed where i was i had some amazing um learners um but I just wasn't getting the same out of my, my work life yeah. balance was all work. Yeah. Um, which for me felt quite overbearing and quite, yeah, I felt quite claustrophobic with it all. So I have gone back literally to my roots on the tools, back on the tools. And um, so back three days in the salon hairdressing, which then gives me a day, which is normally a Monday yeah. to do this Tuesday to catch up with some writing um so my work-life balance is so much better and I'm meeting some amazing women yeah. in the salon yeah. and I'm making women feel good about themselves yeah. so for me it was a win 
a, you know it's a win-win yeah. and I'm still thoroughly enjoying it yeah that's brilliant to hear yeah but I think you 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 get to that stage where you do have to stop and you do have to reevaluate because else it's all work and yeah you're working for money but the more money you have the more you spend in that yeah. fact of life and you have like we said before about my mum and Mary in hospital it's realizing that those simple things are the real important things yeah. and you you might look back at your life and think right what am I actually going to remember and wish I did more of yeah and it's it's sometimes it's work if your work is really pa- what you're passionate about absolutely then, then fantastic go if it's for not it. yeah um we put a post on this week didn't we um um uh, about sort of positive finding positivity and, and how it can be a chance to kind of really change things up mm. um and so if you've got a career that you really enjoy um you still might need to pause in menopause because there might be you might need just to sort your health out you know yeah. really come back to you know sorting your health out if you don't enjoy it it's time to, it's definitely time a time to, to if you rethink. can financially and yeah but like like you said we don't always need as much as we think no we, we don't and i was always the main um earner um for many many years when my children were small i was back to work a month after they were yeah. born um which was really hard slowed up a little bit in teenage years i think a mum's got to be around or a parent yeah. has to be around at some stage Do teenage you know they're years talking about um I'm probably going to get the name wrong now. That's but fine. Teenernity, teenernity, like maternity, maternity, and being allowed off for. A, uh, but they're only talking about weeks because they, they're realizing now that teenagers yes, with mental really health and issues. Yeah. yeah, So for me now, and our relationship with my husband, the, the boots on the other shoe, yeah. shoes on the shoes other on boot, the other foot, whatever. <laughs> Something so, to do with boots and shoes. Boots and shoes and feet Something and like stuff. That. And so now I'm doing the three days and I'm absolutely loving it. And I feel I'm a better person for it yeah. as well. Yeah. And how lovely you're making a difference to women's life. Because you see women come into the salon sometimes feeling quite shit about themselves yes. or about what's going on in their lives. And you send them out with a new, you know, we Hopefully all know. feeling better yeah. and not in tears. Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, I do remember once when um, we were working together and you had a bit of a hangover. This was a long time ago for anyone listening now who wouldn't wouldn't do this. But in my early 20s. In your I early believe. 20s and somebody asked you to leave the sides of the hair long. Yeah. And I was sort of behind you and I saw your scissors just chop the whole side off. <laughs> and I thought, shit. <laughs> and this woman looked in the mirror and she said, I don't believe you've just done that but you kind of made it sound like you were going for an asymmetric look anyway Yay! all along yeah, <laughs> you want me so much it it looks so like much better asymmetric <laughs> <laughs> yes things have changed yes yes things have changed um so we've got so if you're wondering whether you need uh, a life change or life work balance change we've got a little quiz Lou, oh, haven't we? we have well you have i haven't even <clears throat> seen it yet you haven't seen it because i'm gonna although lou has made a change already lou's gonna pretend she hasn't made that change and she's back last year and kind of mm. wanting to change not knowing quite what you're doing and you're going to kind of um answer these questions aren't you so grab a pen or a pencil pause press the pause button here and go and grab a pen if you haven't got one and um fill out it's only true or false so there's nothing too complicated here Okay, so to check your work-life balance, we've created this little quiz. Okay, so you've got to answer true or false, as I said, to the following questions. One, Lou, my life and work demands 
oh sorry my life i've read that wrong my <laughs> life and work demands often interfere with each other finished ready yes i'm, I'm Two. done she's done someone else has control over my work schedule three it's a struggle to get time off from work when i need to four I spend a lot of time responding to personal emails and phone calls when I am at work. Five, I don't have time to exercise at least three times a week. That's not whether you want to, it's just whether you have time <laughs> Yeah, to. you know me, Marie Crumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number six, I have had to give up most of my hobbies. True or false? Seven. I sleep less than eight hours per night on a regular basis. Eight, I have frequent headaches and, and or stomach aches. I know the answer to that one. Number nine, I catch myself making mistakes on the job often. Number 10, it is important to check my phone and email when I leave work. Number 11, it is hard to shift my focus of attention to the issue at hand. Number 12, I find myself worrying a lot about how I'll get everything done. I think that's most women. Oh, anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> 13, I work more than 40 hours a week. 14, it's hard not to be irritable and lose my temper. 15, I don't have enough time to relax. Nearly there, folks. 16, I frequently have to deal with work emergencies when I am not there. And 17, I am tired all of the time. 18, my family and friends are routinely upset for me for not being available to them. 19, I am often needed outside of work during work hours. And number 20, the last one, I drink more than three cups or shots of caffeinated drinks per day. Okay, so <clears throat> give yourselves a moment to add up your um, true and false, Lou. So you should have probably more, you know, one or the other. Mm -hmm. Okay, <clears throat> add yours up. Yes. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So there's Most 20 questions. 20 questions. I'm going to tell you what, what the answers are. Um, so not the answers, but what mostly true and mostly false means, and then you can tell me what school you had. So mostly false means you have a good fit for work and life demands. You care for yourself, you're at low risk of burnout, and are a good role model for work-life balance for others. Mostly true, you are in serious danger. I presume there's sort of a little bit middle ground, yeah, maybe. No, no, like, <laughs> very imminent like trauma. Yeah, no, exactly. You are in serious danger of incurring a stress-related illness or injury, having a major personal problem or endangering your job. You are taking on too much and need more support either at work or at home or both. Act now. 
even if you can sustain highly stressful situations for a period of time over the long term you could cause irreversible damage to your health so <clears throat> if it's equally true and false or very similar it says you may be at risk of burning the candle at both ends examine your commitments responsibilities and level of control over your life there may be one or two simple tweaks that you can make to reduce your work-life conflicts or it might be that a significant change is necessary in either case consider how you can make better care take better care of yourself so where were you on that scale so this is obviously <clears throat> before old job yeah i had 15 trues and five falses so you were definitely in that mostly true category. Yeah. Danger, serious danger, danger. danger. <laughs> but I, I know it was hard because I, I, I had to put my head where it was before. Um, it's, yeah. it's. I think all oh, now it would be falses. I'm, I'm so yeah. happy with yeah. with my balance now. Yeah. yeah. And you know I've got great employers, which, yeah, it really really helps. But yeah. The old ones, well, there you go. All those trues. 15 and 5. So I took this from, um, I think it's a website, it's a business website. Um, okay. So I'll put the it's link. It's really interesting. I'll put the, yeah, it is. Yeah. I'll put the link on the show notes because I haven't written the, the, the thing down. So you can have a look at that. But it is interesting. So ask yourself those questions, folks. Yes. And, you know, if some people might be thinking along those lines anyway. Yeah. So, you know, have a little, uh, have a little think about what you can do. Follow your passion. But, um... Uh, WI Lou, so you know, somebody talking about passion. Yeah, oh, you've led in nicely there. I've juxtaposed, <clears throat> kind of, you know, mm -hmm. segued in quite well here. Um, somebody, she's finding their confidence in her perimenopause to follow her own dream and build something she is passionate about, whilst also remembering the time she cherished with her father. This is Nikki Burnett. So she gave us our candles last week, which we've got on now. Which one been, have we got now? Harmony. I've got Harmony, which has been burning all the way through this podcast. It's rather lovely, lovely, isn't it? We are in rather nice harmony, aren't yes, we? Yes, we yeah. are. I think so. When I listen to this back, it might not be quite so. <laughs> Harmonious. Um, yes. But she has given us this week's uh, weekly invitation, and we in, she invited us to try her Amare candles as part of our own self-care routine this week. So she's coming on to explain more about them. So welcome, Nikki, to the Womankind Collective. How are you doing? Hello, ladies. Great, thank you. It's so lovely of you to have me on. I'm really... Oh, well, oh, thank you so Nikki. much for your WI. We're going to talk about how Lou and I got on with those. I've got one burning right now, actually. So, um, oh, brilliant. Which, oh, around me. Calm, haven't you? Yes, I have. I have. So I might fall asleep, Nikki. <laughs> I might just nod off. <laughs> yeah it'll be doing the trick you. <laughs> it will be it will be so um first of all um nikki where did the idea for developing your own candles come from and how did you come up with the name amare am i saying amare is it amare amare it's amare amare oh, we got that wrong amare that's okay get that wrong that's all right amare. Thank, a bit like the song i'm going to be singing yeah. Amare. Amare. yeah. Lou, Lou loves to sing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Nikki. Can you remember the questions? <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, sadly, my dad was um, terminally ill all through the lockdown, the pandemic, and everything. 
Um, so obviously it was you know stressful and emotional. Um, basically, a mar- my idea for Mare started then, really. Um, candles have always been a part of my self-care, like forever. Um, and then I found a small environmentally conscious company that hand pours candles using essential oils. And I knew when I found those, that's what I wanted. So that was my vision for Amare, really. I wanted to bring people um, luxury candles to give them moments of self-care in their day. So that's mm-hmm. when I created the brand Amare. And where does it, where's the name? What does Amare mean? Well, so I might get a bit emotional. I'm going to try not to. But um, when I was sat with Dad, um, you know, we were, were in the final sort of weeks. It could be any day, any time, really. Um, and towards the end, he really slept most of the time when we were sat with him. He was at home. Um, and I remember he was asleep one day and I was I was sat there with him. And a friend messaged me just to say, oh, you know, hope Dad's not, you know, too bad today. And I said, well, you know, he's asleep, but I'm just cherishing every moment I've got left. Yeah. And then I used to keep, and I've still got it now, I've got it in front of me, a notebook. So when I first had the idea of Amare, I just used to write down lots of little things. And I thought, if it never happens, if I've never got the courage to go for it, then I'm still going to keep this book. But equally, if I do decide to go for it, I've got all these little ideas that I don't want to forget all written yeah. down. Mm-hmm. And so I, t- I wrote down that, Cherish, and then Amare popped up. And that's Italian to Cherish. And I thought, uh, you literally could not get anything more fitting, really. That's um, lovely. It's so a beautiful, beautiful name. So, how, Nikki, how important was the envir- environmental impact to you? And what yeah. actually are the candles made of as well? I've well, got mine my... in front of me and it's, it's delicious. Oh, you've got har- yeah. Harmony, haven't you? I have got Harmony. Yeah, that's it's my favourite. Ylang, Ylang. I had to give Ylang, it to say. Ylang, Ylang. Yeah. yeah, I had to give it to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, that was my favourite, actually. Any candles that I've had over the years, I've always gone for soy wax. Um, and obviously, as you know, that's vegan, um, rather than the um, paraffin candles. Uh, so these are made of soy wax, no dyes, no additives, no glittery bits, um, cotton wicks. Uh, they're made with 100% essential oils. Mm-hmm. I use recyclable or reusable packaging. I knew I didn't want to use bubble wrap or any yeah. single-use plastic. So the boxes are reusable. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to recycle them. And obviously the candle jars, when you finish your last bit of wax, um, you know, you can reuse those. I've got all sorts in my old candle jars. I've got hair bubbles, cotton wool yeah. in different parts of the house. So, I mean, you know, you can do that. Um, all my packaging, I've posted one out to a lady today and I've got recyclable um, parcel tape. Um, all the inside packaging is recyclable. Um, I, know, I know recycling is really important. But I do try to reuse everything rather than recycle yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, and I love that. And do you know what I've loved? Because I've burnt mine in the bath. I'm still sniffing. I've burnt mine in the bath. And I love that it's got such a big, thick wick that it's easy mm-hmm. to light. Because some candles, they smell delicious, but you can't. The, the wick yeah. just disappears. But yeah. They're just, they're just lush. Yeah. So they're Yeah, they're cotton wicks as well. So, you know. Um, no nasties on them because some paraffin candles can be dipped in all sorts and the wicks and stuff. Yeah. So, yes, uh, yeah. I also joined um, just one tree. Um, so the orders made through Amare will help plant trees all over the world. Really, they're a non-profit project and they plant trees where they're most needed. Um, and when they've got funds left over from planting trees, they put it into local communities, schools, and teaching local communities how to look after their environment. 
um, that was really important to me as well. So that's fantastic, Nikki. But I, I love it. You've really thought of everything. I've really there. taken my time. I lost dad in March, and I wasn't ready to do anything with a MRA to start with. Um, and I put the notebook away, and then yeah. my dad was called uh, Robin, and I don't know if you understand when when you see a Robin, they say it's yes. something that you've lost. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't not believe in these sort of things, but it certainly wasn't something that I was looking for comfort in. Yeah. I literally, all through the summer, and friends did actually, and my stepmom, Robins were everywhere. Wherever we went for a walk with the dog, there'd wow. be a Robin. And then this particular week, um, it was back in the summer, and I was I like to sit in my garden with my coffee when I've got my time off. And I was sat there, and no word of a lie, this Robin appeared on the patio. Now, we've never had a Robin in the garden before, like ever. We've lived here 11 years, never, ever, ever oh. walk in the garden. And he hopped and he was just on my patio, not far away from me, looking at me. And I thought, well, if that's not a sign. So that day was when I put everything into motion and he was around in our garden for the next couple of months, I reckon. And since I've done all this with Amari, I haven't seen him. He's not been out there and it's almost wow. like he was there and he's like, because I can imagine him Come saying, on. get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah go on, it. go for it, get on. Yeah. And now yeah. he knows that, you know, I'm all right because I'm doing it and I feel a bit stronger now. And and yeah. so, yeah, I don't know whether that was, you know, that was him, but in my mind, that was my dad there, just giving me a little bit of Dutch courage to to go for it. So I, I just very much feel like it's it's a tie to dad, really, Amari. It's, it's a much... real connection, Nikki. Isn't yeah, it? it's just bringing him a bit nearer, if, if you know what I mean. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. it just he just feels he's he's not not far away now. Yeah. Did, um, you, did you talk to, to dad? Did you talk you know, to dad about it? No, Adi said that no. to me, my husband, the other day, and I said no, I, I nearly did one day, but. Yeah. He did towards the end. He deteriorated quite quickly, and he was quite confused. Bless him, and um, and I didn't. I I do wish I had done. It makes me sad to think that I didn't. But I also think with this little Robin hopping around over the he summer, knows, Nikki, he knows. He, he does know. I think there's there's more um, connections than just verbally. Yeah. yeah. So what what does what does your own self care? Because you talked about your candles that that you've always as yeah. part of your self care. Always used. done that. Yeah, yeah so that's... Candle, either to uplift me, give you some energy or to wind me down. So, yeah, that's always been um, a part of my self-care. Um, my yoga, obviously, in recent yes. time with the lovely Ginty. Yeah. Couldn't do without that. Um, <laughs> walking my dog. I love being outside for my walks. Yeah. This time of year, a hot bath with my book, My Idea of Heaven. Um, lighting yeah. my candles, lighting the fire, being with my friends. I think... The, the, the big gestures are lovely, aren't they? Like I went on a spa day with my friend, I don't know, about a month or so ago, and it was fabulous. It was brilliant. But realistically, you can't do those things as your weekly self-care, can you? You just, you know, as much as we'd like to, it's just yeah. not doable, really. But I think if we can put these, well, for me, if I have a little bit of self-care in every day, just little things, I think all those little things add up. Yeah. yeah. I think we can be guilty. Oh, I know I have been in years gone by of not thinking about self-care until we're stressed yeah. overwhelmed or even you know completely burnt out with everything yeah, and, and then it's you too think, late exactly and then it's, yeah. a, it's a much bigger journey to get back to where you want to be really um yeah, especially in perimenopause and menopause i think exactly you know, we, we always feel yeah. guilty for giving ourselves time don't we and we give exactly. time to everybody else yeah well yeah. i think you've done wonders because i mean i say i I have always been good with my self-care, but I am even better now through listening to your knowledge 
um Good. and the podcast and stuff and I I know when you've got young kids and stuff and and all that going on it is really hard to fit the big things in but I think just lighting a candle in the evening or if you can yeah. spare 15 minutes for a hot bath or 15 minutes of a book before you go to bed rather than the telly for the last 15 minutes I just think those little things really do add yeah. up um yeah. but Jinty you've definitely taught me that actually those things are important um especially at you know the time of our lives so so yeah my candles have always have always been there but I think probably even more so now um yeah with everything going on really so can you go through your your candles so and how you sort of came up with um the essential oils that you that you yeah. chose because they um, are beautiful I mean so I've got which well, we do the calm so I've got the um calm one which you said which is bergamot and lavender, lavender. is it yeah, yeah. and I don't. I love bergamot. It's quite a soft lavender, isn't it? I don't think it's. I know it not is. everyone's a fan of lavender. I mean, I do love lavender, but I don't think it's really overpowering. I think it's quite a soft. I was going to say that, Nikki. I have got um, a few candles that people have bought me over the over the years. I haven't got them now, but they're they're a, a, a big make called, and I don't think they're very recyclable or probably even vegan. Um, their name begins with molten um and um <laughs> and although that some of them smell absolutely lovely they are quite mm. overpowering mm-hmm. so if, if they get a bit sickly after yeah. a while, especially if i'm having a cup of tea i can almost taste it in my yeah. tea this this calm um is absolutely lovely I, so i thought i'm going to put that candle on and read oh. our book from the book collective i put it on went off and did something else came back into the room and it kind of filled the room but it wasn't it wasn't awful. It hit you in the face, yeah. I yeah, no. It's, yeah. It is quite subtle in it, but it's, yeah. it is beautiful. Well, I did sort of like, I had in mind which ones I wanted to include. And then the lady that supplies me, she blends them. Um, and I chose the ones that really um, fitted with the Mare. Because that's been my whole thing. Um, it's yeah. got to fit in with my vision. Uh, so I knew yeah. what I wanted everyone to get from the candles. So that was definitely on my list was the lavender one. So, yeah, it's it's calming, isn't it? It can reduce anxiety, restlessness, insomnia. Yeah. So that is yeah. definitely one that you would put on to wind down. Um, Before you um, go to bed, maybe. Yeah. Or even in the daytime sometimes on my yeah. day off. Yes, yeah, so that one was important for me to have in the collection, definitely. Lovely. Good. And and Lou's got well, you said earlier it's your favourite harmony. Nice. Yeah, that's got grapefruit and ylang ylang in yeah. it. Yeah. The grapefruit reduces um your stress levels and enhances your mood and brings your energy up. And then ylang ylang is like an exotic florally scent, isn't it? I wouldn't say oh, it's like it's really not full on floral, is it? Like a bunch no, of flowers. Floral. Delicate. It really is delicate. But yeah, I lit mine in the bath the other night. Um, with a glass of prosecco, and yeah, as one does Did, on a Saturday you? night, that's how I roll on a Saturday <laughs> night. And, and it was, I've got some took some photos to send you as well. Not me in the bath, don't worry. <laughs> um, that is not what you want to see. But it, actually, it just it was just lovely. And again, mm-hmm. exactly what um, Jint said. The room was just full of such a lovely scent. It really was lovely. Oh, God, I'm so pleased. I did sort of, I named them myself so they don't come to me named so I I wanted to well exactly that so the lavender one I wanted to associate with being calm and the ylang-ylang one I just wanted I called it harmony because I thought it's giving your body and mind a chance to work in harmony again yeah 
that was my about vision balance, that. isn't it? It's all yeah. about balance. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. And then the and other I... one is sunshine, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Sunshine. Now I've I've used this one. Lou Lou hasn't had the chance. I'm gonna give it to Lou this week. And been she's hogging have them, a go. Nikki. <laughs> I have been hogging yeah. them. Oh. Because, because Nikki Nikki knows in my um Charlotte Mm -hmm. I use lots of essential oils, but the, my absolute favourite is lemongrass. So this, this just reminds me of my Shala, but it's also oh. got lime in it, and it is it is a burst of sunshine, isn't it, Nikki? Well, it's that's lovely. why I chose that one because um, when I first started my yoga, we kept going to lockdown. Don't you remember? Every, every time, bless her, <laughs> Nikki came. She came for about two weeks. Oh, sorry, Nikki, we locked down again. But when we went, so I just started. We went before we went into that full lockdown. I think I'd done about three weeks. I think Ginger or something, didn't I? Yes. And course, yeah. every time, and I, that was, you know, one of the worst times with Dad really. And every time I went in there and I smelt that smell, it just instantly put me in the right zone for my yoga. So in the lockdown. I was actually, what's the tea, Ginty? It was lemongrass and ginger, wasn't it? The tea you used yes, to. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. So I got Lemon that ginger. tea and used to make that when I did my yoga here before I got these candles because that just reminds me of your lovely space, Fantastic. your little haven. Oh, so that's beautiful. That was the inspiration behind that sunshine one. Was, um, it, just, it just shows, Nikki, how we we connect make these connections doesn't it how easy yeah. it is how yeah. simple it is rather to make these connections with tastes yeah. and smells so would you say the sunshine one is for maybe you'd you'd like that if you need a bit of uplifting if your mood's a bit low or... yeah definitely they're yeah. both sort of like they're stress relieving but they're stimulating and like you know I, that's why I named it sunshine because it does I was burning that one on what day was it Saturday when it was really grey um yes and bit ooh, wasn't it and I um lit that one when I was pottering at home um on that day and I just think oh, it's, just, it's just perfect for days like that lovely really nice yeah, you're really lovely. evocative aren't they yeah well, you've got that one coming your way Lou next oh, week oh good I look forward <laughs> <Yeah>. to it <laughs> and we're going to have also um Nikki has kindly offered we're going to do a little giveaway on Instagram so if ooh. you don't follow us now if you're a listener but you don't follow us, go on to Instagram and we're going to have a little giveaway of um, some candles, aren't we, Nikki? Yeah, I'll give you the whole collection. I'll give you all three and then some lucky person can can experience what you've experienced this week. Fantastic, oh. fantastic. Well, thank you so much for that, Nikki. So oh, where can folk find them? If they want to go and buy them, where can they acquire said candles? So I've got an Instagram page and a Facebook page. So Amare Luxury Fragrance. And if you message me on either of those, then I can sort it out for you. Fantastic. Lovely. We'll we'll put all those links on our podcast um, show notes, Nikki. So, oh, lovely. Um, Thanks, Ginny. And, and we'll we'll put that on. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Nikki. Thanks for telling us. Thank you for having me on, ladies, and for trying them. It's been lovely to join us. I listen to you every week, and it's been really lovely to be a part of it. Oh, no, Wonderful. thank you. Beautiful candles. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, You're Nikki. welcome. Bye. 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 Lovely week again, gents. Fantastic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, some amazing women again. Yeah. Love these women. So we hope your tea's not gone cold and that you'll join us next Sunday for The Collective. We would love you to subscribe, follow and review. And I'm going to not say vote for our podcast. Oh, it's I've finished. Just, it's finished. We didn't 
flipping win. We didn't win, but never mind. We're still after some nice mics, which we're looking at. Yes. Some new mics and yes. headphones. And yes. Yes. And Dubri Watsits. Yes. So please head over to our Instagram or Facebook page, Womankind Collective, to leave your comments or DM us with your thoughts. And you'll find all the links and the chat from the podcast here on the podcast show notes. Fantastic. Thank you, Jens. What a lovely been lovely morning with you again it's, haven't it, I it's great our little work life balance coming in here on a Monday morning I'm off to see my mum in hospital now oh I'm off I'm off to meet a friend oh very nice too have a good week folks have a good week bye